Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, podcasters? I'm Rob Brandt. I'm Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. So we have episode four here uh, of the podcast, and we're just going to keep this rolling despite the coronavirus that's going on. We hope that you guys are finding this entertaining uh, due to the lack of sports, and we hope that you guys enjoy our stories, especially this episode, because we make our way down to Kansas City. And I'm going to hand it off to Rick to explain, to recap uh, the last episode. Pittsville, Iowa. Basically, the whole reason why we wanted to do this sports road trip, we spent the morning in Dyersville, Iowa, and then headed south for about three, four hours, heading to Kansas City, Missouri, not to be confused with Kansas City, Kansas. And we're rolling down there. And what I think made this so uh, enjoyable, interesting, and funny to tell is that we were driving into Kansas City and we were planning on staying with somebody that we had never met before. <clears throat> Rob, Rob, you were an awesome and still are a great salesman in your company. And over the years, other sales reps around the country, you guys share information, people see who's on the top of the leaderboard. And you had had this reputation that when you reached out, you know, they said, yeah, why not? I, you're the leading sales rep for the company? Definitely. Why don't you stay with us? So, yeah, uh, it, was, it was really funny just uh, thinking about it. I reached out to my friend Ari, who I know is from St. Louis. And I said, Ari, who do you know in Kansas City that Rick and I could crash with? And he referred his friend, Buddy Boyd, whom we've never met before. So I called Buddy and just explain, hey, we're on this road trip. Ari gave him the heads up. And Buddy Boyd, bless his soul, 
just opened his arms and his house. He said, yeah, no doubt you guys can stay with us. And when he said us, I didn't realize that Buddy was uh, living with his parents. So <laughs> he's, he invited us to stay over his parents' house. Uh, we never met Buddy, so we drive down, and it's probably about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And I wanted to introduce myself to Buddy before we rolled over to his parents' house after the Kansas City Royals game because we were rolling in at 11 o'clock. We weren't going to come in at like 8 or 9, and I wanted to meet Buddy. And the first impression is huge when you meet somebody. You got to be you know, on top of your game very gracious, saying thank you all the time, really appreciative. And that's what we were. And we hung out with Buddy for 15 minutes. He gave us the green light to crash at his parents' place. And with him, uh, well, I thought it was going to be with him, but you'll find out later, something happened. Uh, and we uh, went to the Kansas City Royals game from there. We went to the stadium. So Rick, tell them about Kauffman Stadium. Tell them about our, our experience with the Royals. Sure. So met up with Buddy, and now we're heading over for game time. We actually weren't sure if we were going to be able, just from a timeline standpoint, to get to the Royals home game that night. We had anticipated going to the Royals game the following night, but the timing worked out so perfect. We got into town and was able to get over to the stadium around, I think it was around 536. We got into Kauffman Stadium, which definitely is a great stadium. I'll say just candidly, We've been to all the stadiums in the country, and this one's probably, you know, maybe on that like 17, 18 ranking. I wouldn't put it up there in the top 10, but I wouldn't put it down there at the bottom 10. I think it's a middle-of-the-road type stadium. If you find yourself in Kansas City, definitely make a point of getting over there and checking it out. But uh, gracious people, and the stadium was cool. We got there, we took a tour, lapped it up. Um, Rob, don't they have like the largest water fountain in like the world there? That's correct. It's the largest uh, private water fountain in the world. It's uh, 322 feet. And when the uh, and what was what was cool about it, what if there was a really cool thing about the stadium is when the Royals would hit a home run, they would blast this fountain and it would shoot about, you know, 40, 50. It felt like it shot to uh, shot to the moon, the, these fountains. They would light it up all different colors. So that was pretty, pretty unique. I agree. No other stadium has that feature. Definitely a neat place to be. But the people, again, were so nice. And I think what I recall most vividly about this game was that we did our traditional buy the nosebleed seat. I, th I think we actually got them from the scalpers because we didn't have them in advance. So I think we grabbed them out of the parking lot from some guy selling them for like 10 bucks each. And then God, yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't like now where you can just go on apps and buy the tickets and get them right to your phones. Even though it was seven years ago, it was, you know, you had to go to the box office. You st it wasn't as easy to get tickets. Yeah. I mean, there was always stub up and stuff, but we opted for the, give the guy cash, take the ticket stubs and walk in, which is all good. Actually makes you feel like a throwback probably how people got into games back in the 60s and 70s and 80s all the time. Exactly. Nonetheless, I don't mean to divert, but it was awesome because when we got into the stadium, everybody was so nice and we were down below over on the first base dugout side of things, kind of doing our traditional, you know, sit close, enjoy the game, bring some food down there, plan to camp out and just uh, and take in the game. 
But uh, we were playing a little bit of a musical chairs that night because uh, every few minutes we happened to have been coincidentally sitting in somebody's seat who actually had tickets for those seats. So, which is fine by us. We're not offended by it. There's no awkwardness. We're simply happy to scooch on over to the next available seats that are open. And as we're doing this, just one by one, you know, we're having to get up every few minutes. And it was so funny because there was a guy who was probably around our age, maybe a couple of years younger. And he, he actually came over to us and he said, Hey, I see you guys moving around a little bit. Do you guys, do you guys need two seats? Cause we've got two seats right over here. And we were just like, yeah, that would be fantastic. That's awesome. That is the first time ever in the history of us doing this, even years later, that somebody has called us out for our musical chair BS and helped us out. <laughs> right. And that was so nice of them. And Only in Kansas City. <laughs> what made it even more memorable was that he, this, this let's just call him 20-year-old young man, happened to be with his grandma, who was like 85, 90-year-old kindest lady ever she had brought into the game which people do and not many but some people do in clear plastic bags had brought in food and snacks and candy and treats so here were these grandmother and grandson sitting with each other just passing back and forth clear plastic sandwich bags of different treats and and all of a sudden you know as the game was rolling on they would just say hey you guys want any uh, peanuts? You guys want any uh, candy? You guys want any? You guys, want just, some, you guys want some M&Ms or Mike and Ike's? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. So we were good on food and seating for that game, if I recall. And did the Royals – I think the Royals did win that night, Rob, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They won I, – I believe it was 6-3 to three that night. And it was cool what because – of a memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, it's what we got Google for, my friend. I'm not going to say I, I remembered that I Googled that shit. <laughs> you know, we got the streak going. We're keeping track of the record. I want to make sure, you know, it's factual. So um, what was cool about this was it's 2013 and the Royals ended up winning the World Series in 2015. And this team had a lot of the players that were instrumental in the 2015 World Series. So it was cool to watch them, even though they weren't great in 2013. It was just cool to see that team. So fast forward two years when we're watching the World Series, you know, we remember sitting 10 rows back from home plate watching Alex Gordon and Eric Hosmer play and Billy Butler. And yeah, it was just really cool. So good stuff. So, but that's not like the climax of this story, because I think really where it gets crazy is what happens after the game. Again, we're staying with your buddy, Billy Boyd. And I say he's your it's, buddy. It's, like it's, you guys it's, go it's away. Buddy. It's buddy. His name is actual buddy. Buddy, Rick. Buddy Boyd. Exactly my point. <laughs> I thought you guys had this long-term possible relationship, but you didn't. And I had never met the guy before in my life until that day. Same. So, so, so here we are. Game's over. 10 o'clock. By the time we get yeah. to our car, drive to his address that we threw in the GPS. Let me take this over right here, Rick. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Lay it on the people. So Buddy shoots me a text around 9 o'clock during the game, and he goes, drops a bomb on us saying, hey, Rob, uh, I'm not going to be at my parents' house tonight. I'm actually going to stay with my girlfriend. And, you know, I can't say anything. I can't say, Buddy, come on. You, you got to stay at the house. We don't know your parents and all that stuff. And 
he go, and so I go, okay, no problem. Just let your parents know we're going to roll in around like 11 o'clock. And it's a, it's a, it's a Tuesday. So it's a Tuesday, uh, you know, they're working the next morning. So right away I feel bad because we're rolling in at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, a work night. And when we are driving there, we don't know where we're going. We're just following the GPS and we're in the uh, suburbs of Kansas city. And it's a little rough, rough neighborhood. We're not too familiar with it. The lighting of the street is very dim. Like the lights, there's not a lot of lights on the street. So we're trying to eye up the GPS and the, the house and the houses are uh, pretty small on the street. And his house, buddy's house is like, this big Victorian four-story house. Uh, but we couldn't see the number on the house. So we just got out of the car, we parked it in the street, and we kind of just hoped this was the right house. And we start slowly making our, our way there. And you know, we didn't know where we were. We felt like we were fish out of water. And we see that it's the right number. So we knock on the door. And this has got to be the greatest entrance to somebody's house I've ever experienced before. We knock on the door, Buddy's mom answers. She's super excited to see us. And then she greets us with open arms and her, her other son, Buddy's brother and Buddy's sister are there. And it's like a meet and greet at 11 o'clock at night on a school night, on a work night. They don't care. They're excited to have these two strangers in their house. And not only are they excited, we walk into the kitchen and we walk into the kitchen. I remember it clear as day. We got Mr. Boyd with, I, I swear, I think he had an apron on and he had oven mitts on and he's pulling something out of the oven. And I go, hey, what's going on here? What are, you, what are you baking at this hour? What are you cooking? And he goes, we just made some lemon bars for you. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. They made, they made lemon bars. You know, not chocolate chip cookies. They made lemon bars. I think they had to zest the lemons. Like, that is a very labor-intensive uh, treat, I feel like. And it was outstanding. They actually gave us uh, our own rooms. So every place that we crashed along the way, uh, we were crashing on couches, on floors, on whatever. And we had our own rooms. We had our own bed. I stayed in Buddy's bed. Thank you very much. Uh, they actually gave us our own towels for showers. And, uh, you know, we took our showers and we, we hit the hay. And, and we woke up. So, so we went to sleep. And... The next morning, they have to get up to work. And they woke up, the mom and dad woke up at about like five o'clock in the morning. And I can hear them wrestling around in the kitchen. And then I stumble down at about 6 a.m. because Buddy's brother and sister are there. And they said, hey, come down for breakfast in the morning. Uh, so we come down. And this was the best breakfast spread I've ever seen. It was like a buffet. It put that Holiday Inn and Green Bay to shame. They had eggs. They had bacon. I think they had homemade muffins. The eggs, they were, they were making hollandaise sauce at 6 a.m. in the morning. And they had hash browns. They had it all. And I'm down there. And I go, oh, shit, I got to get Rick. He's going to, one, he's going to love this spread. Two, it's going to be straight up disrespectful if he doesn't come down. 
So I head on up the stairs, I knock on Rick's door and I go, hey buddy, I know you wanna sleep, we've been driving a lot, but you gotta come down here, you gotta check out this spread. Rick comes down, checks out the spread. I swear, Rick, it was like we weren't staying at Buddy Boyd's, it was the Four Seasons. It felt like the Four Seasons. When you, when you came into my room and woke me, at first, again, I'm not, I'm not one to really get up early and, you know, but for you to interrupt my sleep, I, I knew this must have been good because, because you know what would have happened if, if you under-delivered out there. But you, you like your beauty you. sleep. You like your beauty sleep. What can I say? I felt like a little boy on Christmas when I got downstairs because I was in heaven for the next hour. Yeah, it was fantastic. They head off to work. They head off to school. We leave. We leave all at the same time. We say thank you very much. If we're ever back in Kansas City, we'll come see you guys. They still get our holiday card, our Christmas card to this day, seven years later. They and earned that. Buddy, they is, earned buddy that. is considered a great friend. Um, now, Rick, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it off to you and talk about our day in Kansas City. Sure. So we've got a day to basically kill before that evening's Royals game, because now we're going to go to Royals games back-to-back -back night. Again, the first night we weren't intending to go, it kind of just happened. So here we are. We've got tickets for that night's coming up game around 7 o'clock, but we've got the whole day to kill. So I did some research, looked into a couple possibilities, things in downtown Kansas City on a, on a Wednesday morning, early afternoon, you might be able to check out. And Lo and behold, they have a Lego land there. A Lego land. Who doesn't like Legos? Everybody grew up playing Legos. So we roll over to this place that we're thinking is like Disney World, Lego Land, something crazy. I got to tell you, Rob, I was thoroughly disappointed. I don't recommend anybody ever check out a Lego Land, even if you've got young kids. Even if I was a child, I think I would have been disappointed. I think I saw like a replica. Kansas City Royals football and baseball stadiums, not even made to like a decent scale, but they were miniature. And, and that was it. So I don't want to even waste any more time talking about Legoland. I'm sorry, I have to be a Debbie Downer on Legoland, but don't ever go to Legoland, okay? From there, things turned around dramatically in an exciting fashion because there's the college, it's the NCAA College Basketball Hall of Fame in downtown Kansas City. And we, although it was closed that day, we found ourselves uh, in the back door area, happened to go in and spent hours in this basically closed museum, which was awesome. What, what, do, we do? what do we do there, Rob? So these, uh, these Hall of Fames, uh, some of them are okay, um, but others are outstanding because of the fan experience. And uh, they had a lot of fan experience stuff that you could do. So they had like a three-point experience around the horn, a broadcasting booth where Rick and myself could reenact famous or uh, significant moments in sports history and pretend to be broadcasters, recall plays. Um, they had a dunk machine, I think. You can check the velocity of your dunk. Um, they had all this other stuff in there, and it was really cool. So – uh, we ended up hanging out there for a couple of hours and just shooting baskets and practicing for like, I don't know, maybe like 30, 40 minutes doing that and checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, most hall of fame, some of them can be a little bit more uh, reading intensive, but this one had a lot of interactions and activations for people to try. And we didn't have any long lines to wait on. So a couple, uh, maybe an hour or so there. And then 
we headed back to, oh, we stopped and had the most amazing lunch. We had, it was called Oklahoma Joe's, which is in Kansas City, which is kind of odd. You would think it'd be like Kansas City Joe's or um, Oklahoma Joe's would be in Oklahoma, not Kansas City, but I'm not going to get into the name because the food we ate that day, I ranked that up there as probably the top three greatest barbecue meals of all time. Oklahoma Joe's is definitely a place in Kansas City you need to check out. Yep. And Buddy joined us for that. So we, we had some lunch with Buddy, which was nice. That was nice of him to take time out of his day to join us. And it was the least we could do to treat him to a nice little lunch. I think we got the burnt tips. I think we shared a round of the burnt tips. Whatever we ate seven years later, I'm still savoring. Yep. Mouth is watering. So we go to the Royals game that night. Uh, again, enjoyed the experience. Cool stadium. Um, people were wonderful. This time we sat over on the third base side. Musical chairs again for a bit, but we nestled in there nicely. And again, yeah. saw a Kansas City Royals victory. Yeah, I think they won about like six to two this game. So uh, we're sounds like sounds like you were on Google again. I was on Google. I was on Google. That <laughs> is a fact. <laughs> um, so if you add it all up, you know we're undefeated at this point. The home team has always won. We're six and zero, um, but you know we didn't want to stay for the whole game because we didn't want to go back to buddies and overstay our welcome. We decided that, hey, let's just get on the road. Let's go to St. Louis. I think I have a couple of friends we might be able to stay with there. And I'm firing off texts left and right and trying to connect with people in St. Louis. And we don't end up connecting with anybody, any one of our friends in St. Louis. And now, in hindsight, we probably should have got a hotel. But Rick, why don't you tell them what we did instead? <laughs> yeah, so we leave Kansas City around 9.30, 10 o'clock with the idea that we're going to go up to st louis and probably just get lucky and, and land a couch or space somewhere anywhere and again rob's trying to land us a spot or you know reach out to some friends of friends anything but we're not having any success so we're driving up it's now past midnight it's getting into the early morning on a thursday and and it's now one two o'clock and we're finally into st louis st louis is directly in the middle of kansas city and chicago so we know we got to get to Chicago the following day. We've got an exciting Thursday afternoon tour lined up there and a, and a Friday afternoon baseball game. So we've got to get to Chicago, but we most certainly need to get some rest. And I'm driving this rental car. I'm thinking to myself, you know, let's just find a, a, a parking spot on one of these side streets here in downtown St. Louis. And there's not a lot of activity going on. So Let's just park for a couple hours, get a couple hours of sleep, and then get on the road in the morning. Well, Rob, you couldn't have been more adamant about not parking on a downtown street. In I didn't want to die. I didn't want to die, Rick. Yeah, you know, that's probably a valid point. Looking back on it, things were a little sketchy. Things were, uh, you know, not well lit. So um, you probably made the right call on not sleeping on one of the side streets in St. Louis. but. But in your effort to find a alternative sleeping location, which turned out to be a parking garage, I don't think we grabbed the best parking garage. So I was a little reluctant to want to pay 20 bucks to sleep in our car in a parking garage, but 
you said, don't worry about it. Let's pay for it. Let's stay there. And, and we picked a parking garage. And out of a dozen parking garages in downtown St. Louis, we happened to have picked the one parking garage, the one parking garage that was having major construction done to it. Although we would not have known that at two o'clock in the morning, we were abruptly awakened around 6.37 a.m. when jackhammers and drills and construction equipment just started going to town all around us in this parking garage. And we wake up all disheveled, as I recall, and I'm saying to myself, what is going on? Is the world ending? Are we dying? What's, what's happening? And, and, and then you pointed out all this construction that was happening, and we both said, all right, well, listen, we got four or five hours of sleep in us now. We got to get cleaned up somehow. So, so let's grab some clothes. We each grabbed, I recall, like a shirt and shorts. Um, we put it in like a bag from 7-Eleven. And, and I think we grabbed some soap, shampoo, and toothbrush and toothpaste. And we walked across the street to, uh, what kind of hotel was it? It was a Marriott? I think it was a Marriott. It was a very nice Marriott. And, very nice. And, and kind of similar, guys, to what we did in Green Bay, where we went to a Holiday Inn and just kind of walked in and made it, made it seem like we stayed there that night and just had the continental breakfast. Um, what we did with this was we just uh, walked with a lot of confidence uh, through the lobby and as if we were going to the elevators to go to our room. And, but what we were really trying to do is find the pool and they had an indoor pool. So Rick and I headed over there and we went in the pool and Rick was putting shampoo in his hair in the deep end. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. I needed to get cleaned up, needed to get was, a nice little rinse in. I was brushing my teeth in the shallow end with the chlor chlorine water. <laughs> that, that I recall, and I don't, I don't think I indulged in any of that chlorine water, but I definitely cleaned up. We made it quick. There was nobody there yet, and, and then we scurried on out, and as we were walking out, we looked refreshed. We felt refreshed. And we were ready for our journey up a couple more hours to the south side of Chicago. Well, Rick, let me stop you right there. We didn't go, we didn't go straight to Chicago. We, we spent a minute in, in St. Louis. And uh, if you go to St. Louis, let me just first say, I don't know why you're going there. <laughs> but if you, if you find yourself in St. Louis, check out a Cardinals game, go to the Arch, because we went to the Arch. and. The, it's the gateway to the West. So that's what they call it, the gateway to the West. It has to do with all the history of the United States and people migrating uh, to the West Coast. And so they built this massive arch. You can Google it. And it looks pretty cool. It looks really cool. And when you go to the museum, you actually go underneath the arch. You have to go downstairs to the gateway of the West Museum, the gateway of the Arch Museum. And it's got all this history and wagons and you know, and animals and 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 all that down there like stuffed animals like you know uh, uh stuffed animals like bears and, and all that and and then you can pay i forget what it was maybe like 20 bucks each and you get into these little tiny pods little tiny pods like if you're claustrophobic do not do this there's about six seats sitting in this tiny mine shaft looking thing and what they do is they bring you all the way up the arch and you can go to the top of the arch and the arch at the top has these little windows so you can 
stare out uh, at the at the city, and then there's like a little. I think there's a little walking area out there, so you can get out of the pod, and then you get back in the pod uh, to go back down. So, any thoughts on that, Rick? Any thoughts on the museum? I think you really nailed it. It's just you know, like when you were walking up, I remember to the to the arch itself. There's obviously two sides to the arch. But it doesn't, there's nothing like there when you're walking up to it. Like you said, you got to go down underground several flights of stairs into that museum area. And then you're right, it lifts you up all the way to the top. It's very cool to look out on the city of St. Louis. And again, if you happen to find yourself in the city of St. Louis, check it out. Don't, you don't need to go there specifically for the arch. But if you're there, check it out because it was it's kind of neat. It's something to do. It's something to do. So here, here we have it. Episode four, winding down right now, closing it out. Uh, Royals win two games, blast at Buddy Boyd's, great time. Those lemon bars are still delicious. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Not stay in that parking garage ever in Louis. I'm sure they're probably done with construction by now, though. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. They should be. They should be. Um, but, uh, yeah, so next episode, we're going to dive into our uh, time at Wrigley. And oh it's my a special gosh. time. It's a special time. It's a tearjerker for Rick. One mm-hmm. of his got a little, places got on Got a little emotional. Got a little emotional. Oh, emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'll also say the uh, tour we got the day before the game was absolutely spectacular. And uh, it's probably the greatest tour that we've ever been on ever and to this day that tour guide and the information that was dropped during that tour at the most historic venue and probably all of sports in in the united states wrigley field um that's going to be really fun to dive into next episode so we'll leave that as a cliffhanger ladies and gentlemen this is rick and i'm rob and we're the brothers brant and stay tuned for episode five Bear with us on this coronavirus quarantine. Bear with us. We're going to keep bringing the heat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.